all of us have fears that we live through every single day, but they are our own limiting blocks. And it's our own fears that hold us back in creating our own greatness. And that is the number one thing that we have to confront is our own fears. Ask yourself all these questions of what you're afraid of, what your limiting thoughts are. As I said earlier, when you asked me, like, if I had any fears, quitting my life in New York to move to London, absolutely. It was, what if I fail? What if I don't succeed anymore? All these things. So confront every single one of those limiting thoughts in your head, but then lean into it and realize that, are these real fears or what is the bigger fear? Welcome to the PS Younger Self podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and I have a unique show for you today as it's a reverse interview. I was recently guest on another podcast by Sarah McInerney Hawk. Of Facing Fear podcast. And Sarah and I share a similar mission to help our audiences face their fears to live unapologetically their best lives and always on their own terms. We had a great conversation and discussed so much from our personal perspectives on how we face our own fears, why we're so passionate about speaking about this topic to our audiences, and the approach I've personally implemented over and over to take a leap of faith in all of my dreams, including producing and launching PS Younger Self and even in the face of so many fears. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did with Sarah of Facing Fear Podcast. All right, let's jump into the episode with Chris O of PS Younger Self. All right, well, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for doing this. You know, Facing Fear is all around us, and I lost this recording, so thank you so much to Chris for doing this again. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself for us. So my name is Chris O, and I am a former corporate New Yorker turned lifestyle entrepreneur and a podcaster um, who Recently, gosh, it's not even recent anymore. It's been over a year. I quit my corporate job in New York City after living there for 11 years to pursue a 20-year dream to live in Europe. That is incredible. So I found Chris through my Buzzsprout family. Buzzsprout is the Um, software that I use to distribute my podcast to, you know, iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all of that. And when I came across her, I just really thought, wow, our missions really align. So can you tell us a little bit about your mission with your podcast and everything that you do in life? Absolutely. And you're right. I'm so glad that we have this amazing opportunity to connect on, on the Facebook group, but my, and thought the same as well. So my mission right now really is to, number one, to always live my life on my own terms and in the present moment. And then through all the work that I've been doing is to inspire others to do the same, to live fully in the present of 
without any fears holding them back and on their own terms. And I say this, Sarah, is because I've realized for the past 15 years in my corporate life that I was living in the culture scape, which is pretty much defined by thinking that the life I was creating, this corporate lifestyle, chasing promotions, chasing status, chasing higher salary. And, you know, I, it was an amazing life in one of the most incredible cities in the entire world. But I realized that I was not out of the 15 years, not once living a lot life aligned with my soul's purpose, what I truly felt that I came into this world to do, to make an impact. And so when I decided to quit everything to move to Europe, it was honestly to just pursue a dream I had for 20 years and realize that, you know, even if, even though my life was great, I felt like my life was in cruise control and life is too, too short not to try to pursue all of our dreams, even if we don't think we can attain them all, but at least try. So my mission now really is to inspire others to not feel like they need to be living in a life defined by anybody else and to always chase their dreams and live life on their own terms. I love it. And I just want to say ditto to everything. If you've been a Facing Fear listener, you know that I believe in many of the same things of living an authentic life, really putting your happiness first. And then facing fear is really just digging into what is it that's making you unhappy or uncomfortable or what's driving you to make a change. And I think a lot of people have stories like yours where they get fed up with the corporate life after so long and then they move on to something else. But often we just see like the sexiness of like, yeah, I just quit. And then I started this and it became super successful. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about like, what was that moment like when you were like, enough is enough, like I'm going to make a change because often people don't reveal that. So I'd love if you could go a little bit more into that moment of fear or moment of whatever it was for you that made you make this change. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked that, Sarah, because I'm not going to pretend that everything was rosy and everything was perfect when I decided to just quit. And I didn't just quit uh, on a whim. It was definitely, uh, you know, thought out and with well intent, but there were absolutely fears, you know. Um, One of the biggest fears, Sarah, was wow, I've created this amazing life in in New York and I have a great career. I'm making good money. I was living in my dream apartment, you know, all am I going to give this all up to what if I fail? What if I don't, I can't recreate this lifestyle that I worked so hard for in New York in London. What if, oh my God, there were so like so many what ifs running through my mind, but the main one was what if I don't, what if I fail? Right. But the, But the one fear, Sarah, that made me still charge forward and pursue this dream was, what if I don't try and regret not ever trying? Because this was a dream I've had for 20 years. And I just knew that no matter how good or comfortable, and I hate to live in the comfort zone, by the way, I I think growth does not exist in the comfort zone. My life was in cruise control and I was fearful the most that I would regret never trying. And I did not ever want to live that way. Um, So those were 
what I had to really, really face. And I'll also say it, it, it wasn't easy. You know, I, I left for London without securing a job. Initially, I spent a year trying to get sponsorships, plotted every move that I could. I went back and forth from London to New York for rounds of interviews, and, and I was really close to getting a sponsorship, but they ended up ghosting me, like in dating. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically courted me all the way through, like, what's your salary? What, what type of sponsorship, etc. And then never heard from them. But what I did was at that point, Sarah, was decided that, gosh, I spent a year already. I'm this close. My foot, one foot is already out the door. If I don't go right now, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to endure and I am the type of person that just figure things out. I told myself, I was like, you know what, if I don't secure a job now, it's okay. I'm not going to be living out in the streets. I will figure it out. And amazing, beautiful, happy accidents uh, transpired once I did that and got there. And to be very honest, this mission of inspiring others to live life on their own terms and confronting fears actually would never have transpired. I never would have thought of it, including doing my own podcast, Sarah, if I didn't make that move. I love that you called it amazing, beautiful, happy accidents, because like you said, it's not all sexy. It's not all easy. But I just love the amazing, beautiful, happy accidents because there is some beauty in facing your fear and figuring out what's next. But there's also amazingness in saying, I'm going to let go of the reins and not plan. And I think that you're like me and you're type A, like to plan and figure it out. So I'm sure that was really, really hard for you. So I commend you for that. But when you are planning so much, you don't leave any space for happy accidents to happen and holy cow if we've learned anything in 2020 it's that when your plans go out the window it opens up to other things that could be great could be amazing have you felt that throughout this insane year oh my gosh exactly no 100 percent, and you said it perfectly and yes i have definitely experienced some uh, unexpected twists and turns in this past year. Some, you know, I will admit, not as positive, but many actually have turned out to be even uh, better than what I've ever expected. And actually, my podcast was born during COVID times. And I launched another uh, company during COVID, which I would have never dreamt of or was even in the initial plan and it's so funny because you know how you said that you assumed I was type a like you I am Sarah I did plan everything <laughs> <Knew it. laughs> to the point where to the point where when my girlfriends come visit me they came to visit me in London two of my besties and I kid you not I had an itinerary planned for them and I even had <laughs> scheduled um spontaneity <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nuts that way. Yes, but Yeah, um, I very much feel that, very much understand that, very much appreciate that. No, but in all seriousness, I will say even though I'm a little nutty with planning and I think it's essential, I also it's a little ironic because I am so type A and organized, but I hate predictability. I don't know if you understand me, mm -hmm. but 
but uh, maybe that's why I'm always cycling through changes and evolutions and transformations in my life like every so many years but what i really want to stress to everyone out there and and how you prefaced earlier about what we're learning during our times right now is that it's okay when things don't go as planned because i'm a firm believer firm firm believer and everything happens for a reason and there is this quote that i now live by it's a um nietzsche stoic quote amor fati which means that it's love of fate not that you are a victim and living life as if it was happening to you but whatever comes to your life, even unexpectedly, the what may look and feel like a tragedy or a mishap or a misfortune, you embrace it and turn it around into how best you can grow from it, how best you can learn from it. And that is, I think, how um, I've been able to embrace the changes in unpredictability and, and really leverage it for my strength. I love that, that life doesn't have to just happen to you things are happening but you can embrace them like you said in a few different ways sometimes it is turning it around and making it into something better than what was thrown at you or sometimes it's just throwing in the towel and being like whatever on to the next but it's keeping that you know positive mindset that I am in control and I can make something out of this that I didn't see coming so thank you for sharing that quote with us absolutely yes we're always in control Sarah we're always in control of our life we have a choice every single day of every action we take including our emotions which create our thoughts which create our reality yep I, I read that in a book recently um, and it's sometimes hard to accept that because I, for one, am pretty emotional and I don't always have control. So when I'm reminded of that, I'm like, oh, dang it, it is within me to do something about this. But it is a good reminder because, yeah, if you want to change your life for the better, you actually have to do something about it. So good reminder. So I want to, I want you to just like take us around the map of the world with you. And I don't, you don't need to like dig into like every single place that you lived, but where did you grow up? And then how did you get to New York? And then how did you get to London? And then where in the world are you now? I actually was born in Seoul, Korea, but I uh, grew up in Los Angeles, California since the age of one. So, but I have not lived in Southern California for the past 20 years. I really think of myself more as a New Yorker than a Southern Californian. So <laughs> um, I went to grad school for Boston. And during that time in Boston, Sarah, was when I um, first had my, my taste of London and fell in love with London and wanted to move to London at that time in Boston, but couldn't figure it out. And I just knew I needed a bigger city, which is when... I moved to New York City and absolutely fell in love and think of myself more as a New Yorker and spent the last 11 years there, as I mentioned to you. And then uh, July of 2019, as you heard, I just quit everything and moved to London. And where I'm now, where I am now and where I'm going to be actually 
living has actually changed. And this is the unpredictability, Sarah, that I've embraced and I'm, would have never in a million years expected, but I cannot be more thrilled about my future. So um, I currently in Southern California right this minute as I speak to you <laughs> because of two reasons. I could not get, I did not get the two different visas that I applied for in London and I had to come back to the United States and, uh, and then COVID happened. <laughs> and as you know, with COVID, we can't travel. So I got a little stuck here, mm-hmm. but, but while my, my family and all my close friends in Southern California are super excited and thinking that I've moved back to California, I've given them a very rude awakening that I am not here to, to you know, move back. <laughs> but since then, I have been plotting and am now in uh, the process of moving to Lisbon, Portugal. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love that you said plotting too. I think plotting is like a cooler, sneakier way of saying planning. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of am. I didn't even think about that, Sarah, but I I secretly have um, behind the scenes for the past, gosh, since COVID actually, I was there. I was, yeah, I was in Lisbon in March to February, March to celebrate a birthday because I have this annual tradition to celebrate my birthday in a new city and then I was supposed to have spent six weeks there which I had planned but then COVID happened so I had to abruptly come back and since then um, I've been yeah behind the scenes figuring out all right what type of visa can I get there and what's so amazing and why I said that I'm now more excited than anything is that um, I Lisbon and Portugal just was never in my radar because I was obsessed with London. But I have been hearing so many amazing things about this growing international scene in Lisbon, particularly the digital nomad community. It's, I don't know if you know, Sarah, but Lis- uh, Portugal is ranked the third safest country in the world and is gaining popularity in um internationals retiring in Portugal because of the quality of life there and when I went there it was I just fell in love with the culture and the people and everything so yeah well that's exciting the world continues to turn I was just when you were walking us through I'm just picturing like your little profile picture and the globe spinning and you moving to different places so thank you for taking us through that So you talked about after you made the big move from, you know, uprooting your life and deciding to move across the world, that is when your podcast happened, P.S. Younger Self. So can you tell us a little bit more about starting that and a little bit more about your show? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. So the genesis of P.S. Younger Self was really born out of it was a happy accident also, as I was kind of alluding to. Um, it really happened when I was in London. I was meeting these incredible people, new friends, and uh, a lot of women were, to my surprise, to be very, very frank with you, were saying, wow, you know, that's so inspiring in response to me just quitting my you know, life in New York to move abroad and and I'll also kind of throw in there 
at my age because you know I recently turned 40 and I'll say Sarah that it, it, to me age doesn't mean anything but in society still and I feel like more for females there's just certain age cards that are thrown at you that like by a certain age you need to have done this or at a certain age you need to be settling down and I've had so many people question including my family like well you're almost 40, don't you want to settle down? I'm like, mm, no, I don't. I want to live the way I want to live. That is so true about age and society. We can define age for ourselves, but society will come back and define it for you. And I actually wrote about that in my last newsletter, which I'll link in the show notes. But I'm really glad that you brought that up. And thank you for being vulnerable with us and telling us that because a lot of people talk about their age, but I'm like, dude, come on. Like you took another ring around the sun. That's incredible. Love it. Exactly. Live it. Yes, yes, yes. That is definitely the way I look at life and my age. And I am not shy to, to tell you on my age, quite frankly, because I I feel good at my age and, and it, I don't even think about it anymore. It really yep. is, you know, that, that cliche saying age is just a number, right? It absolutely is. And I think if you embrace it and, and not try to hide it anyway, it just, you don't even think twice. It's just your attitude in life. And so these, these women were saying, wow, that's so inspiring. And to be very honest, I was shocked. I'm like, why am I inspiring? Why? And I was very humbled because I, I truly, truly, Sarah, did not think that I would be the type of person anyone would have said, well, your life is so inspiring. Because again, we have society tells us and dictates to us like what a typical inspiring, successful person looks like. You know, they have, they're on the cover of magazines and they may have acquired X amount of whatever, you name it, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm one of those. But they were responding to the way I chose not to live in fear and just pursue everything that my heart desired. And that's when I realized, Sarah, that I want, I want to live like this. Uh, no, I, I am, but I want to inspire others. And that's the impact I want to have on, in this world now. And that was a genesis of PS Younger Self is to to share those um, mindsets, to not just inspire people to crush their fears, but how we can optimize our lifestyle in the present moment. So I talked to incredible thought leaders from uh, um, mindset coaches to epigenetics coaches on how and optimize our performance, our health, our mindset, and inspiring people. Like we have an upcoming episode on Monday in collaboration with an incredible organization called HubDot of how we can reframe and rethink uh, disability so that we can also have uncomfortable conversations and become better educated and have more positive impact in this world. Sounds like a really cool upcoming guest. And um, I've, of course, listened to some of Chris's episodes, but if you need more motivation, she has some that have titles like rewire your brain like an elite athlete for extraordinary performance. I mean, that one sucked me in right away. Um, the science of what makes us different and unique, how to listen to your body for optimal health. So definitely check out her show, which I will be linking in the show notes. There's some really cool topics. Um, and then could you go into 
how did you come up with the name PS Younger Self? And what does that mean to you? And what do you want people to get from that? So with the mindset of inspiring people to live life on their own terms, it's also about not living life with regrets. So PS Younger Self came about as if if I can help pass on wisdom, not just from me, because I really, Sarah, I don't think of PS Younger Self as a show about me at all. It's a show where I invite other incredible thought leaders to share their wisdom. And if we can pass on incredible wisdom from amazing, inspiring thought leaders from around the world to our younger selves, so that we're always reminding, whether it's our younger selves, the younger generation, anyone um, around us to continue on that type of a lifestyle and mindset was why and how I came up with PS Younger Self. So in every episode, I like to ask my guests that one question. If you can pass on one piece of wisdom to your younger self to live life fully in the present and always on your own terms, what it would be. I love that too, because we often think about how we would change ourselves if we knew what we knew now when we were younger. But I like that your focus is not on like regret of what happened or how you acted or what moves you made. It's just reflecting now. And it's really cool to grab from your shows. I love that you have a consistent question. That's kind of something that I'd like to do more of, of what these people would say. So you can really touch just about any age, like you said, because it's not about regret. It's just about learning from somebody else of what they would have said to themselves when they were younger. And I love the PS theme because I'm definitely a snail mail person. So it always reminds me of that. (laughs) That's awesome that you are doing. Oh, yes, I got a thank you card from you. And I was so pleasantly surprised. And I appreciate that. You know, those little touches that's unexpected goes a long way. Yes. Yay. Well, I'm glad you got that. All right, so I want to go into, you have five steps to take a leap of faith because I love that you have these steps because so far we've talked about, you know, how you came about, how you've changed your life. We've dug into a little bit of the fear, but you actually have action steps. So I want to go through each and have you tell us a little bit more. And if you're listening at home, aka you're not driving or out running or biking, you might want to get a pen and paper and jot these down. If not, of course, I'll put all of the information in the show notes because you really do not want to miss these steps. So if it's cool with you, Chris, I'll read them and then we'll have you explain them. Sure. Thank you. Okay. So her first step is to get real with yourself. Yes. What I mean by that is, as I mentioned earlier, is that we are so indoctrinated by our society and our culture and our family to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to be a certain way and define what success looks to us. So what I mean by get real with yourself is drown out all those external voices and go within. Ask yourself those important questions of what you define as success, what you define as happiness for yourself. And jot down a list. Like what I do is every year I break it down into specific categories in my life so that I can create, because I like to think that we are all artists um, creating this masterpiece called life. And so if I want the most visionary life in my health and fitness, 
what do I envision for that? My finance, my family and home, my career, my job, my love relationships, my spirituality, and even quality of life overall. So that's what I mean about getting real with yourself. Step two, one of my personal favorites and why I was excited to have Chris on the show is because kind of like she said, I also started this podcast to share other stories and why I love sharing with you guys my fears and how I'm facing them. I love when other people tell you how they've done it. So her step number two is to confront your fears. So what I mean by that is, as we talked about, and you so strongly believe too, is that all of us have fears that we live through every single day, but they are our own limiting blocks. And it's our own fears that hold us back in creating our own greatness. And that is the number one thing that we have to confront is our own fears. Ask yourself all these questions of what you're afraid of, what your limiting thoughts are. As I said earlier, when you asked me, like, if I had any fears quitting my life in New York to move to London, absolutely. It was, what if I fail? What if I don't succeed anymore? All these things. So confront every single one of those limiting thoughts in your head, but then lean into it and realize that, are these real fears or what is the bigger fear? And for me, as I said, the bigger fear that I had was not what if I fail, not what if I don't make the same money, et cetera. It was what if I regret never doing it and I could not live with myself with that. And so for you, we don't know what those fears are, only you and only by confronting them, you can move forward and actually getting on the other side of it. I share that. I think what I'll call like inner gut feeling of that, what if I regret not going after this? That's usually when I know I'm onto something good or I'm onto a goal that is going to be challenging but rewarding because I know I can do it. So I like that you've, you've said that more than once now. So step three, listen to your heart and intuition. Every single one of us has an intuitive gift. We, some of us may not have harnessed and cultivated in tapping into our intuitive gift, but our intuition is like your gut feeling, is your heart, is your emotional reaction, not our head, which can be a rational way of always confronting our fears and, and trying to make decisions in our life. But once you realize and confront what all your fears are, then sit with those feelings and then listen, listen in your heart, listen in your, your intuition with a, with a um, mindset and intention of going within and it will always lead you on the right path. And I'm going to, I'm going to not get this quote precisely right, but Steve Jobs, there's something that he said about how your intuition always knows uh, what you want, something along those lines. But so I always now make any life decision based on my intuition, because it will always lead you in the right direction. Quick plug, his biography is incredible i don't know if you've ever read it it looks intimidating it's huge it's very fat but it is so good so check it out if you haven't 
So number four, and I'm a fan of this one because I need to be reminded of this because I need some more accountability in my life sometimes. So your step number four is to set a date and work backwards. Now this, Sarah, is more of the tactical, tangible way of how I confront my fears and take a leap of faith on everything. And it's worked 100% of the times whenever I have something that I'm trying to achieve in my life. So what I do is, it's twofold, I set a specific date on what I want to achieve by, and I, and I set that date internally. So it's, I take a mental picture of that date and I meditate on it every single day, but then I write it down and writing it down specifically on a journal, on your diary or calendar, something where it's written and you see every single day has this like visceral, this like ta- tangible um, feeling to it. And so when I write and memorize the date in my head and I then work backwards on plotting every single action and move to get to my end date. So it's like my background is in marketing. So I say it's analogous to a product launch. You know, the date you want to launch a product into the market, then you work backwards on planning the campaign details to make sure it's successful. And it's worked for me everything from Years ago, when I got laid off, Sarah, in New York City, I circled a date in my diary, and I told myself that I would secure a new job by that date. And two months later, it was literally, I secured a new job a day before the circled date of my diary. I did it. I did it when I launched PS Younger Self during COVID. I said that I want to launch my pot. I'm going to do spend the next like X weeks. I think it was like four weeks or something. I'm going to launch to learn everything I knew, know about podcasts. I knew zero, zero. <laughs> I, I was so scared of editing. I had no idea what I was going to Amen, sister. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm in digital tech, but I am not techie. But then I was like, I'm going to learn. I've got all the time now. And I'm going to launch my podcast on April 20th. I launched it ahead of time on April 9th. And then the biggest one was I decided in the summer of 2018 that I was going to spend one year figuring out how I'm going to make my move to London. And, you know, I moved to London, July 2019, exactly one month to the date when I set that goal. So that is awesome. Powerful. Definitely. I love that you said to write it down. I had a guest earlier in the season and we talked about journaling and then I did a whole episode about journaling. I've been journaling for a little bit over a year and you're right. It is a game changer. It's one thing to put it in notes in your phone or put it on your computer somewhere. But when you have to write it down and it's your handwriting and you did that, like there's something else about that. So that's a great tip. Exactly. I agree with you. And then finally we have step five, which is just go for it. Yes. It's just go for it. We are often paralyzed again by our limiting fears and this constant analysis paralysis and I'm sure you'll you might relate Sarah because we both talked about how we're uh, type a planners but for especially people like us Sarah it's absolutely critical to not over plan and get stuck in planning mode because you're going to get stuck in that like analysis paralysis and planning that you just never go for it and then you just you let 
days and times go by without living again in that moment. And so for me, step five is all about, you know, do all your steps one through four and then prepare yourself because you prepared yourself mentally and physically doing all that work to just, then just go for it. Because by that time you are already prepared. And I like to think that um, I learned learned this from Eileen Fisher. I'm not sure if you know she is, but she's a fashion designer and um, an incredible female entrepreneur. But when I used to work at Eileen Fisher, she told our, her, her top level executive management team that there's no such thing as perfect. There's perfect enough. Because again, if we're constantly chasing for perfect, we're constantly planning, planning and expecting to that perfect, perfect time to come around, that perfect man to come around, that perfect whatever come around. And it's like, you never get it done. It's perfect enough. Just after you're planning and you're mentally, physically prepared, just go for it. In the office that I work in, there's a big mural that says perfect is the enemy of good enough. And I've been working there for six Ah. years and I swear for the last four years, I never understood that, but it's totally been through this podcast journey, other ventures I've had that I totally get it now. And I like you, even though I'm type A, I like a plan. I like to know you have to accept perfect is the enemy of good enough and just go for it. Like you said. Yes, exactly. I love that. All right. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to share with us, Chris? Actually, one thing I guess I will share is that in addition to PS Younger Self, um, I this was another kind of happy accident during COVID, <laughs> is that I recently launched Dreaminar, which is an event-based business to help people through their personal development journey. And you can find out more about it on thedreaminar.com. Because I didn't, I didn't know this, Sarah. I, I thought living life on your soul's mission and living with purpose was this elusive thought. And, uh, you know, they say, just find your passion, go what you're passionate about. But I really want to acknowledge that for some people, it, it might not come easily or quickly, which was for me. I mean, I built my career. I was good at it, but I really don't think it was my passion. And so I want to just acknowledge the people that it's okay if you don't know what your soul mission is or what your passion is right now, but to constantly have this Uh, curiosity to want to figure it out and just trial and error and to ask the questions within yourself um, to always remind yourself to live the way you want to live. I like that. And that's why I changed um, my first brand that I had was called Passion Over Paycheck. And same thing with you, like eventually it kind of turned me off because not everybody finds their passion and certainly not everybody gets to choose their passion over a paycheck. So that's why I turned it into facing fear for one, multiple reasons, but that was one of them. So I think that's a great acknowledgement and it's also very uplifting. So thank you for sharing that last piece there. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of PS Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms.